to the Word of God, and today's scripture reading is going to be from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses, tw verses uh, 21 to 26. Primera de Corintios, capítulo 12, versículos 21 al 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 21 to 26. Let's go ahead and listen with open ears and open hearts to the Word of God. And we've been talking together these past several weeks about what it means to be united as the body of Christ, to be one, though we are many, to be different, though we're not the same, but still united in Jesus Christ for one common purpose. And we've been looking at this whole idea, this whole image in the New Testament that we see about a body, how each one of us lives in a body and there are different parts of that body. The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. The eye cannot say to the arm, I don't need you. The brain cannot say to the stomach, I don't need you. We all need each other. And when one is impacted, everyone's impacted. And this whole month, we've actually been uh, hearing about the goodness of God in our lives. And we've been sharing that through our testimonies to be able to, to share with one another the reality of what we sang in this song, taste and see that the Lord is good. We've all tasted it before, amen? And what we're doing this month is we're sharing the goodness of God with one another. And so let's go ahead and open uh, our hearts and our minds as we hear the word of God this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 21. And let's hear that word from the Lord today. Um, you can follow along in your Bibles, or it should be available in the um, slides right behind me for those of us here in person and online. 1 Corinthians, beginning at, at verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. If we can get the verses up there. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, but we're on uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts, of, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that, we are that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Verse 24, while our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers. Every part suffers with it. But if one part is honored, every part of the body rejoices with it. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have so many different ways you could have described us as your people, but this beautiful image that you chose to use was the image of a body, something that all of us can understand because that's how you created us. We live in bodies. And Lord, you call us your body. When Jesus Christ was here on earth, we got to witness, taste, and see, and experience, Lord, the physical body of Christ. And now as God's people, as God's family, the church the story of Jesus continues through us as the spiritual body of Jesus Christ here on earth, as the presence of Christ here on earth. And Lord, we take that seriously. We don't take it lightly, Lord. We know, Lord, that that is an enormous gift and responsibility. And so, Lord, today, as we share the goodness of who you are, as we, Lord, as we lift you up, as we entrust all things to you, Lord, would you, God, be the one to speak a good word and new word to us today. Speak through those that are going to share a bit of your goodness, who are going to 
witness, Lord, to who you've been in their lives. And so, God, we just pray that your spirit would come, your spirit would lead, and your spirit would move during this time. We love you, Lord Jesus Christ, and we lift all this up to you in your faithful and wonderful name. Amen. So this whole month of July, we've actually been uh, taking time to learn from one another, to sharpen each other through hearing our stories, our stories that we've been calling Lift Every Voice. Because part of who we are as Imago Church is we help people find their way back to God. So that means that everyone is on a journey. Whether you're taking your first steps with God or your next steps with God, we're all on a journey with God. So that means that on that journey, we all have a story to tell. God has begun a work in you and he will bring it to completion. And so when we take time, to share our stories, that's what we're sharing. We're sharing who God has been to us. We're sharing the strength that Jesus Christ has been for us today and the hope that God gives us for tomorrow, an everlasting hope. And again, we're a body. That means we're connected. And that means that when I don't have strength, I can gain strength from my sister or brother in Christ, reminding me to taste and see that the Lord is good. And so that's why we take an opportunity to share our testimonies. Because when we don't remember, when we fall, we have each other to, to encourage one another, to love one another, to remind one another of the goodness of God. And so we've uh, been taking time to hear these stories, and we've had a couple themes over the past couple of weeks. One of them that, that we've uh, heard is from this theme verse in Luke 137 that we've been looking at. And it's a theme verse, and we've had it on the slides uh, also, but we want to memorize it together. Luke 137, for nothing will be impossible with God. Let's, let's, let's uh, pray that together. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And during these past few weeks, we've heard stories, we've heard testimonies reminding us of that, of God's goodness, and that nothing is impossible with him. Absolutely nothing. We've heard stories of grief. We've heard stories of joy. We've heard stories of healing. We've heard stories of God being the strength in the challenging times. We've heard it all. And we're continuing in that same spirit um, to be able to just listen to one another and remind each other of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God in all seasons. So part of what we've been sharing together is just a brief word, a brief word of encouragement, to the congregation, a brief, a brief word just reminding each other of the goodness of God, of God's promises, of God's faithfulness, of God's strength. Some people have made, keep that, kept it very simple, and we love that. Simple is okay, straight from the heart. Sharing things like, I am thankful to God because, or I celebrate God's faithfulness in my life because, or I have come to know and experience God in this way. So we're going to take that opportunity to continue in that same spirit today. To share of the goodness of God. To share of the faithfulness of God. In our time of testimonies. So we have a couple testimonies uh, lined up for today, and we may also continue in that same rhythm that we've had the past few weeks of actually uh, having an open mic as the Spirit moves to be able to share about God's faithfulness in your life. So as we share, um, I think we have some, uh, some, some guidance there, which is just a reminder to share your name, how long you've been walking with the Lord, and then tell us. How have you experienced God? How has Jesus been your hope for today? And how has God given you strength for tomorrow? Or however the Spirit may move you in what you want to share with the congregation today. So um, as we prepare, let's uh, open our hearts and open our minds to hear 
that word of God from one another. Amen? So we're going to actually invite our sister Keely to come. And uh, Keely has just been uh, a wonderful um, addition to the faith family here at Imago Church. Yeah, let's give her some, some love. And it's just been incredible to, to really just see in Keely um, just the desire to, to be of service in any way. Uh, Keely does have a servant's heart. You know, oftentimes people, when they, when they come to a church, they say, oh, well, let me fill things out here for a year or six months. But Keely, after um, just a, a few times of getting to another congregation, just said, I want to serve. I want to be able to lean in to what God is doing here. So Keely, by all means, share with us just a bit of your journey with God. And maybe if I can invite you to step, yeah, a little bit here. Yeah. Go ahead, Keely. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just want to quickly start by saying thank you to all of you for just welcoming me here. And it's been great to work with Pastor Carlos and the staff in general. Um, I feel very blessed for just this opportunity. Um, yeah, I think for me, kind of the way I wanted to quickly start it off was um, kind of with one of the statements, um, kind of leading statements that Pastor Carlos had mentioned. Um, how have I come to know and experience God? And I think that for me, it was interesting to think about because um, kind of where my mind automatically went was actually some of the more difficult times mm. in my life is when I feel I have experienced God the most and um, want to make the story as quick as possible to give everyone else a chance to um, speak today as well. But um, I want to say my story started off um, a little over a year ago now. Um, mm -hmm. My grandfather passed away and last May, and we had his services in um, last June. And um, my grandfather grew up Catholic, and um, I was not raised that way, so I'm not very familiar with the different practices and um, prayers and things involved. Um, very limited exposure there, unfortunately, just with funerals or wedding kind of scenarios. Um, but I remember during his uh, church services at um, a Catholic church in Tulare, um, the priest had asked all of us to um, bless one another, and I had mm. actually not really had experience with that. Um, but I kind of took the lead of those around me. Um, I saw them turning to those in front, behind, and to the side of them to, you know, say, peace be with you, God mm -hmm. be with you, um, you know, following the lead there. And I remember one of my family members um, specifically stood out to me because she did a little bit beyond that and actually went to every family member in, like, multiple pews in front behind her she really took the intent everyone was kind of wrapped up by that point and she went along to every person and was blessing them um, continuously <laughs> it, it just kind of stood out to me in that way um, immediately following the services though we were on our way to the um, cemetery um, me and my siblings were following one another in two cars um, my brother and sister in one car and me and a family friend in another we weren't in the procession um, we kind of had taken off and had our Google Maps going, um, <laughs> and um, I unfortunately witnessed my brother and sister in a scary car accident. Um, I was following like them, and I, you know, kind of saw things happen. Um, I was immediately really overcome by emotion. I had never seen an accident, let alone like knowing at that moment like who's in the car um, was like a lot for me. <laughs> um, I remember immediately pulling over the car, um, they had landed, the car had landed in a dirt field, um, running across the street to this field. Um, and immediately, I the dust settled, I see the car in, in the state, the truck that it is, and I, I stop, and I'm like immediately like frozen. <laughs> um, kind of in fear, and your mind automatically kind of goes to, you know, the worst. I couldn't really pull myself forward to see what was come of that. Um, and luckily, a family member pulled up quickly after they were able to get to the car. And I'm kind of just watching and, you know, emotion, have a lot of emotions going. Um, and I I'm automatically, the door is open, and I automatically see, like, my brother and sister climbing out of this car. And I am obviously just <laughs> very relieved at that point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they walked away from this with um, some pretty superficial facial, um, had a concussion, I believe, both of them. But like completely able to, you know, come out of this car. Wow. They were, you know, no major injuries, you know, nothing. And um, I remember we, 
after the ambulance and the hospital trip and you know everything, we had a chance that evening to um, kind of decompress and talk about the situation, um, everything that had went on. And um, I remember my family member who you know had taken that time earlier to bless everyone. She you know shared with us like I can't explain what it was, but I just had this need in that moment. Like I needed to like go to every person you know not in front, behind, but everyone I could to like really like bless them. Like I had just like such a pull from God in that moment. And so um, I think that it's just kind of a reminder to me and why I find so much encouragement in God and Jesus and what he's able to do in our lives is just how he really uses those hopeless moments, those broken moments, Mm -hmm. those moments when things don't feel like they're going to go right. Um, It kind of just shows you like God doesn't, he doesn't fail us. He's always there with us in those moments. He gives us, you know, the encouragement that we need in the seasons that I believe that we need it the most. So, um, yes, thank you all again. I appreciate it. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Keely. Wow. Incredible. And one thing that I am just amazed by is just seeing the spirit of God at work through everyone who shares, through everyone who shares who God has been. And Keely just reminded us of that truth that even in the worst things and unexpected things in life, God does something new. God brings hope in what seems like hopelessness. So thank you, Keely, for that. And um, someone else that we're going to invite today is someone very close to Keely, uh, literally right next to her right now. Felicia, we want to invite you to come forward and to just share a bit of the goodness of God. How have you tasted and seen the goodness of God in your life? And what's a word of blessing, even as Keely was saying, that you can pass on to us? And you also, uh, of course, um, uh, Felicia, have just been a tremendous blessing um, in this uh, faith family. We, We bless you in your next steps to move to Texas with your husband which we've been praying into for quite some time, but we definitely, uh, you know you always have a faith family yeah. here yeah. As, you, as you come and you visit. Family, we're family here for you yeah. too. So Felicia, please uh, share with us a bit uh, who God has been to you. Um, so my name's Felicia. Um, I gave my life to the Lord when I was about 21. Uh, a lady I call my spiritual mom, she invited me to Christ, which that had happened before when I was 12, but I told my parents, I I don't know, I was afraid of it, so I I didn't choose to do that at that time, but um, pretty much, uh, I wanted to bring up uh, just the scripture that Mm -hmm. was given, so I always uh, thank God because um, from that moment on, um, went through marriage, unfortunately, divorce, so my children were born through a lot of love, but they weren't, you know, raised with us together. So um, God has just brought me so far. Um, Amen. He's amazing. Amen. I want to encourage everyone. Um, the scripture uh, is Romans 2, 11. Um, the Bible declares that God does not show favoritism. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I share that is because, um, you know, you look at someone from the outside and you, maybe you don't know them, but for me, um, He's brought me through, um, you know, heartache, through, through divorce, through raising my children. Um, their father's always been in their life. That's a blessing. Um, I lost my parents fairly young. You know, they were in their uh, 40s or 50s. So that came about. So that was another heartache. So God's healed that. Um, mm-hmm. Went through cancer, um, some other recent issues with my health. And God's brought me through all that. Amen. So I keep encouraging, especially my daughter, um, praying my son in here to, to come to church, um, and my entire family and friends that um, everything he's brought me through, he never left, you know, through illness, through heartache, through even, you know, financial issues. You think you could look at it as there's no hope, but... The why I say he doesn't show favorites is because sometimes you look at other people and you think, oh, he'll do it for them, but he won't do it for me. He'll do it for any one of you. He'll, he'll be the closest one to you. He'll walk closer than um, 
sometimes even a spouse because they're humanly possible to be close but not as close as God is. God has been through everything with me. He's mm -hmm. never left me. He's never forsaken me. My daughter didn't always love her. And recently she just moved back and now I'm moving away. But um, bless God, she has her church family. She has her other family here. Yes. She has friends. And mm -hmm. um, I'm encouraging her to move too, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, and um, I thank God for that because just seeing her work here, just seeing her giving her life to the Lord and getting close to her every day, um, that is a huge answer to prayers. Um, along with everything else he's done, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's an awesome God. Um, he'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. Um, so that was my message for you today, just to um, hang on and know that he doesn't have favorites. You can ask, you can seek him for anything. If it's his will, he's going to give it to you. He's going to do it for you. It may not be overnight, so don't give up, but it's going to happen. So, Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, Felicia, for that. And I, again, I just love the, the Spirit of God in moving even through those passages in incredible ways. I've preached on that passage many times, but never from that angle. So you actually preached to me in, in that as well. And um, thank you for that. Hold on. Hold on. Your change is going to come. He's at work. Even when we feel it. Even when we don't. Especially when we don't. And if he's done it before, he'll do it again and again. And briefly, I just want to share about Felicia. Something that I share with all mothers. And I've probably shared with her at one point and, and others. God hears the prayers of a mother. God hears the prayers of a mother. So moms, continue to pray for your children, for your family, for those around you. My testimony is that God heard the prayers of my mother. And here I am. Here we are. So moms, dads, of course, but moms, never give up praying for your family, for your children. And again, what our sister Felicia reminds us of, and something I've had to minister into and learn and walk alongside people in, is that there's different phases of parenting. And then when we're parenting young adults, we're still parenting them, but now more praying and influencing, impacting them in different kinds of ways. And those are the prayers of Felicia and by God's grace, in his time, there's been tremendous and will continue to be amazing fruit in that. Amen. So we'll continue now with a sharing of the goodness of God and who God has been in our lives. And I've loved this. We're, I, I'm truly blessed to be able to hear that with one another. Um, and that's what we're doing, um, even as Keely was talking about, you know, in our hope through relationships time, that's what we do when we greet one another in the name of the Lord. We pass the peace of Christ and we bless one another. And that's what we're doing in our testimonies too. We're blessing one another and saying, peace be with you. So um, in a moment, we'll open it up for anyone else. But um, I was wondering if there was any other testimony uh, ready for today. Uh, Shailene, would you like to share today? Okay. So let's go ahead and invite our sister Shailene. Let's go ahead and give her a round of applause. And um, is, my, is my sound still good there, David? Yep, okay. Um, and uh, Shailene, we'll have you stand here in the middle. And you would know best where to stand since you're always telling us where to go over here. But um, we're just uh, so grateful for Shailene. Shailene is really a gift to this community and also someone who is uh, humble enough to just work the background. But without the background, there's never anything in the front. So we thank God for you, Shailene, and for your entire family. Thank you. So can you share with us who God oh, has been? Good morning. Yes. Um, I just wanted to share a uh, verse um, that has, I guess, opened me up and just helped me just carry the power of God. Amen. Um, second Tim Timothy uh, 1. Verse 7, it says, For the Spirit of God gave us 
For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um, I'm a very shy person, <laughs> very hmm. timid. I don't like being up here. <laughs> I will stand in the background as long as I can. And it's hard for me to even like come up to someone and just say hi because <laughs> I'm shy. <laughs> and it's not because I don't want to say hello or anything. Um, but God has given me that power to overcome that fear. Amen. Um, Amen. And you'll see me come up to you and say hello now. Um, to her back then, I will just, like some of us that will just walk out that door, let's go, let's go, it's time to go. <laughs> God has worked that in me, and I give God the glory and honor for that. And I thank him today for that. So, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the church. Um, you'll see me struggling back there sometimes, and um, but I get, I get over that stress and the relief that God works through it every single time. Every time. He, he, always, he always works something out for us, and he always has a plan for it. And why things happen, we don't know, but to God the glory. Amen. Amen. I love how it's summarized in that way by Shailene. Things happen, but to God the glory. Right? That's a testimony for life. That's a testimony for living. Things happen. But glory to God. Stuff happens, but glory to God. Put it in other words, but glory to God, right? God is always faithful. And He can be glorified in any circumstance, even in what was felt like lack from our sister Shailene. She says, Look at God. God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. I had a, I had a natural timidity, but the Spirit of God helped me overcome. The goodness of God is all around us. So let's continue to hear about the goodness of God together as a community. We have a few more minutes as we continue in our time of, uh, of, of sharing and of testimonies. Um, and uh, Danny, I'm wondering if you would be open to, to sharing a little bit about how you experienced God in, in mission. Uh, we've we've uh, been a part of this journey with Danny um, as he has been uh, sent out to do mission in Costa Rica every couple of, uh, every year, actually, or sometimes twice a year, right? Um, and uh, we're really excited about that and also just about everything that God is doing in your life right now. So, uh, Danny, can you just share how you've experienced God and who God has been in, in your, and, or about whatever the Spirit leads you to share? Amen. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good to be back. And I missed you guys. Um, hmm. The goodness of God, I think, I think sometimes we can assume, uh, and, and maybe that, that is one thing that can, one word that can sum up uh, the journey I've been on in the past maybe year. Assumptions, right? We can assume uh, I can, I've got God figured out. You know, God is predictable. Um, you go to church Sunday morning, and you go to Bible study Wednesday night, and this is how God works. And, and so you kind of you feel like, okay, I've, I've got this figured out. Um, and I say all this to say that um, I think what the Lord has been doing in me recently is a lot of breaking hmm. and a lot of renewing and a lot of relearning. I grew up in a, in a context, a church context, that was very... Um, I just use this word because I can't think of a better one, but over-spiritualized, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I go to a church now where a lot of the emphasis is, um, and again, not saying that it's not, that the spirit isn't emphasized. But when we look at different contexts of churches, right, some things are emphasized and some things are not, right? And, and it's, it's obvious for some of us, you know, we, we stand through worship and we, we're reserved and that's the context we grew up in. Some of us, we throw our hands in the air and we were very expressive and that's the context we grew up in, right? And so, again, I think all of that, right, growing up in the context that I did, I thought that's what it meant to be a Christian, right? I grew up Pentecostal. Oh, this is what it means. And if you're not out here speaking tongues and stuff, that, then you're not a Christian. Um, the Lord allows me to come to Imago Church, to Sunrise, and teaches me, no, I'm, I'm actually bigger than that. 
Right? Mm. I'm bigger than the context you grew up in. Wow. Um, Amen. 28 years in church, knowing the Lord. Uh, I started going to therapy a few months ago, and I, and I share that um, because it's, it's been, again, a lot of unlearning and a lot of breaking and a lot of relearning. Um, and God has been good. And sometimes I, I ask God, like, why, why is it the stuff that I'm learning in therapy? Why didn't I learn it in church? Mm. You know? And, and it's, it's just things that I process and I talk to God about. And it's challenged me to think maybe God can work outside of Sunday morning worship. I, w- I was raised to believe that this is where we come to meet God. And, and yes, it's true. We, we gather, the saints gather to, to have fellowship, to worship God with intent on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And it's a special time that we have together. But God is at work outside of this. Amen. And so with Costa Rica, I think it was, it was just mm-hmm. even adding on to that and in, in, in seeing how, how God, every time I've gone over there, right, I think the first time I went over there, I came back and, and what I kept thinking about was people are people. Yeah. You know, we can assume if, if we've never been to a place and we hear things about that place, well, that's a third world country, that's what they must be like, right? And you go and you meet people, whether you shake hands, you learn names, and you realize, dang, this is, this is the same need that I saw in the States. You know, the same person who needs love here is the same, it's the same need that I saw in the States, the same brokenness I saw in Costa Rica, I saw in Pixley. You know, um, the hood is the hood. Uh, the, the, the wealthy are the wealthy, the poor are the poor, the, the, the intelligent are the intelligent. People are people everywhere. And the same brokenness that we see in one place, we will see in another. And so the same God that is the solution here, the same God that is Savior here, will be the same God that is Savior there. And so I think that has maybe been the challenge for me maybe in the past year and maybe even longer. Just God reteaching me, challenging me, breaking me, stretching me to, to see him bigger to know him better. Um, same old story. God is good. God is faithful in new ways. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Yeah, let's thank God for our brother Danny. The same God showing up in new ways, in fresh ways. That's incredible. The, the God of all nations, tribes, and tongues and cultures, and you got to experience that firsthand. Wow. And we even get a taste of that here at Imago, too. We have people from across the street and across the world all here together worshiping the Lord. Well, we have time for uh, one more um, before we close with our final uh, worship song. And um, is there anyone and then uh, who, who would like to be able to just share about the goodness of God in their life? And um, I'll ask our sister Ruth to close us in prayer as we um, have our, our final um, prepare for, for, uh, for worship um, to close. But any testimony briefly, two, three minutes, from anyone who hasn't shared yet before we, we do that. Sharing who God has been to you and a word of encouragement to the congregation. Yeah, let's welcome Margarita. Come on, guys. <laughs> We're grateful for Margarita and for her journey and uh, just the faithfulness of God in her life. So, Margarita, please share. Well, I am going to share today because I have gone through this experience. I have been really not here because I work on Sundays and really, really tired, but I'm going to make it short. I was up for, we have a new schedule, so we're going to, I had Sundays, Mondays off, so I was happy. That's what I picked. Well, it turned around on me, and the enemy tends to work with you and mess with you in your head. So, I had, went into a panic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not trusted God. This is all about faith, because I've been dealing with this sometimes when I don't see it, and then it's like, oh, it's happening, and then it doesn't go how I think it's going to go. And then I freak, and then I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I, do? I, I thought this would have, but he's teaching me because sometimes I don't defend myself, mm. or I don't think I'm worthy, mm. or I don't have a voice. So he's teaching me how to use that. Amen. So I've decided to talk to my peers, or at least my 
head department. So I voiced my voice, and I thought, okay, well, they, I'm going to shorten a day. They took one off, so I'm like, okay, oh, my God, I can't do it like this. But I think God's telling me it was supposed to meant even though that day is gone, I think he's working on something. I can't tell. But I'm sure there's something to be done. Well, today I had to speak with my head department, and um, we kind of came into an agreement. And I told her, I'm sorry, but I'm not sacrificing my Sunday and Monday. Amen. I go, and I told them why. Because they know this, that I want to come to church, and, there's thing, and I'm trying to gather people there. And I see that they're hungry at my work, my coworkers. So... She goes, okay, we'll work something out. Well, <laughs> that was a relief. But what I'm trying to say is that I think when things appear one way, it really isn't. I mean, like, I'm, my faith, I struggle. Like, I don't know many do. I'll fall away. Everything goes great, and then something throws in there, and my faith just goes, what happened to it? Where did it go? I said, I want it mm -hmm. back. So... I just want to thank God that he is working with me on this journey, on this faith, on keeping my feet on the ground. And he come higher water. If they take five days, they take three days, I'm going to stick to my Sunday, Monday. Amen. Amen. So I just want to give glory and thanks to God. And hopefully I can see a lot more than what he wants me to do. Because I really want to know what mm -hmm. he wants me to do. Amen. So thank you guys for hearing me out. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. Wow, that's incredible. Matthew 6.33 reminds us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of this will be added unto you. The peace, the joy, the strength, the confidence to be able to share that. And friends, brothers, sisters, that's a testimony. And I know it's one that, American Christians oftentimes don't want to hear, but when we actually communicate, I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. I'll be honest, I've, I've been in the faith, been ministering for now uh, about 20 years. I've never seen that go wrong for someone. I've never ever seen it go wrong for someone. When they take a stand and say, I am seeking first the kingdom of God. And communicating that to work, to finances, to studies, to family, I've never seen it go wrong for someone. I have seen the opposite. Many, many times. But the grace of God in the journey. That even when we fall away, God continues to be faithful and make a way. I do want to very briefly say something before our sister Ruth closes us with a word of encouragement and prayer, and we close with our final worship song. Some of you, and I'm, I'm really just stating a matter of fact on this. I'm not uh, putting this stance or that. But some of you may have heard, or not, but to the very top level in the Supreme Court, there was a decision that was made on that at the federal level that religious freedom is a top priority in this country. So a workplace cannot stop you from worship on Sunday. They are required to accommodate to you. Not suggested, it is required. It is the law of the land. So you have a voice. Your presence matters. And just like our sister Felicia communicated that, it is not a hope, it is not a desire. You have the right you have the right to worship on Sunday. And that is something that's actually been upheld and was a decision that was made this summer at the highest court. But maybe not all of us heard of that, but that is actually a matter of fact that is the law of the land here in this country, and we do thank God for that. So your voice matters, and when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you will see a num uh, everything else fall into its place. So we'll ask our sister Ruth to just... Uh, close us in prayer, and we'll, we'll close with our final uh, worship song as well. So let's invite our, our sister Ruth to think, encourage us with uh, an encouragement and this closing prayer. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Good morning, church. Good morning. 
Good morning again. Good morning. Ah, yeah. I know we have some coffee there. We have water there. And Pastor made sure that everything is there so that we can be energetic, right? God is good. Thank you so much. Uh, as you've heard, my name's Ruth. Thank you, Pastor Carlos, for giving me the opportunity to come and just partake in praising God and giving a testimony of who God is. And I want to appreciate all of you, especially hearing stories one after another. All of you just build us in a big way. And all we have had is the consistency, the same story coming back and back again, that God is faithful, that God never changes, and that God never forgets. And and that God renews us. So I want to just say, Imago Church, we are blessed. Amen? And we are blessed because God saw it fit, right, for you to be here. There are so many who would have loved to go to church, and they can't go to church. There are so many would have wanted to have sisters and brothers, but they don't have. And that is why, David, I said some time back, a scripture that says, I was glad when they said unto me, mm-hmm. let us go into the house of God. Amen. Because in the house of God, there is fullness of everything. And Liz was singing for us and saying, taste and see. You know, taste and see. And I could see the... The, the background of water flowing. And I see that is typically what God is doing. His love. He's raining everything. Raining his mercies. He's raining down his healing virtue. He's raining down his, his anointing. So it is just us to come and partake of it. And not just one of us. But it is all of us. Amen. 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 God is so amazing because he's just inviting us to the table. And he says, just come and see. Come and taste. And so, brethren, mine is just to be a part of what God is doing in our midst. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to encourage you that you're right in the right time and the right season, right place for God to meet you. I'll give a quick a short testimony and is to affirm what I'm saying. Sometimes back in a few years back, I moved from Hanford. I used to live in Hanford and I was uh, fellowshipping with a church called Kononia. And uh, Kononia moved from a small church in Hanford and went to the other one on 11th Avenue Highway 198. And it's a mega huge church. But because my family kind of moved, the kids went to college and all that, I decided to go closer to my place of work in Kalinga. So I said, you know what, I'm going to just go and live there. Commuting is getting too, you know, too, too much. And so when I landed in Kalinga, a small city, I started asking God, so where do I go to church? And I, I was asking in the, my workplace, who do you know a good church here? And I couldn't hear a good, clear answer. Other than one sister who told me, oh, come, we have a, a fellowship, and my husband is a pastor. And for a reason, I didn't go. But because of persistence, she came back again and told me that we have a visiting pastor. Come and fellowship with us. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to go because I know what it means to have visiting pastors. They come with a different anointing. God is sending another message. So I said, you know, I'm going to go partake of that. So when I went there, uh, of course, they had visited from out of state. It was a good service. Uh, they were just, we were about like seven to ten people. And uh, after that, having been blessed with the word, I asked God a question. God, where do I call a home church? Where? I still didn't have a church. And so, but my my heart was convinced that there was something good that I, I had 
in that church. And I said, God, I want to make it my church. So that Sunday went. The next Sunday when I came back, I realized we were only uh, four people in the church. Four people in the church. Okay. And so I told God, I looked around and I said, God, I know you do not go with the numbers. Actually, your numbers and your math says where two or three will gather, you are there in their midst. So I said, God, I want to just be here because I know you are here. And God, I want you to meet me right here. So against the spirit of wanting to go with too much numbers in the church, wanting to see that they are, they are you know, that there is a big choir, wanting to see that there, there are many ministers. I, I went out of that. I've been raised in big churches. Like I told you, Kononia is one mega church. But at that point, I chose to serve and be in that church. And I told God, God, I'll be here until you tell me otherwise. So I, I kept going. It was me and my son. Um, and as we were going, many times I went, it was pastor, the wife, and me. And my son. So four of us. Okay. And then down the road, I, you know, I talked to a few friends and we started going. And as they were coming, we would make up to 15. I remember we were hitting number 20. But again, we had people who come in and come out. Come in and come out. So this is what happened. Down the road, to cut the story short, I persistently told God I will be here. And I was not going because of pastor. I was going because of God. Amen. I was going to be, to be ministered to by God. And so, brethren, story short is, as you serve God, just remember, he is taking care of you. He is in the business of reaching out to you in your area of need. We might think we are coming here to do God a favor. No, no, no. We might think we are coming to make, uh, give Pastor Carlos some favor. No, because when we come in the spirit of serving God, sing to him, praise him, worship him, glorify him for who he is, he is in the business of turning things around for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So down the road, what happened? As I went to that church, and I told God I'll be here, one time my sister, the pastor's wife told me, I know a number of people told me, go to school, go to school, go to school. And I kept telling them, no, no, no. But I had prayed I wanted to go to school for nursing. So one day, I reached out to tell mama, thank you, congratulations, you went to school. Down the road, this same lady took the number, called a school, talked to the, a counselor, and told them I have a best friend. Her name is so-and-so. She's ready, said she wants to go to school. I never sent her. So finally, she calls me and says, oh, I called because I had given that number several months ago and I didn't do anything. And she says, I called and the recruiter told me, if you call tomorrow, you'll be in school in my class. School class had already started like six weeks. And I was like, wait a minute. So, and then I saw this is what God's doing. Brethren, I want to tell you, this is a testimony for somebody who wants to know that God is in the business of reaching out to you. I took the call, I called, and indeed, yes, I went to school. If it were not being in that church, I would not be the nurse I am today. And that is because of listening to the voice of God. Praise God. Amen. So, brethren, mine is an encouragement. As you come to serve God, in whichever capacity, God is ready to serve you, to serve your family, and to serve all of us. Let us pray. Amen. Our loving Father, in the name of Jesus, we do bow before you. Yes, God. We acknowledge that you are God. Thank you for inviting us in your house, Lord, this morning. Thank you for giving us breath of life. Thank you, Lord God, for increasing our faith in you. That our spirit is being built in you, O oh God. And over and over through testimonies, Lord, 
we have heard that you are a loving God. Yes, you are a miracle worker, God, and you are a way maker, Jehovah God. You have done it to many, and you are still going to do it again and again. Thank you, because you are God of yesterday, you are God of today, you will be our God of tomorrow. And upon you, Father, we put our trust and our confidence. Loving Father, we surrender our lives to you. We want to open our spirits to you, God. We ask that you will forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Father God, we ask that you mold us again. You will build us again, God. Increase our faith in you. Open our eyes that we will see what you're doing, God. It is true, Father, you say you have good plans about our lives to give us a hope and a future. So help us to hold on to you, God. Help us to put our trust in you. We thank you for speaking to us through testimonies today and through your servant, Pastor Carlos. So we invite your presence, God, to go with us, to be with us here, God. Minister to every child and every uh, mother, every father that is here, God, every sister and every brother, God. We just want to wait on you, Father God, for you know us more than we know ourselves, God, and you understand what is deep seated in us, God, and you are able to meet us at our point of need. So, God, we thank you. We welcome you. Holy Spirit of God, that you'll help us to hear you and to do what you want us to do, to follow you, God. We love you, Father. More than ever before, God, help us to be here and doers of your word. Help us to serve you while we have the breath of life. We thank you, God, for inviting us. Thank you for making us the people we are and the church we are today. So, God, as we continue with service, may your presence continue to be with us. And we thank you. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand as we conclude our time of worship.